Hello and welcome to the Gold Trail World Series podcast. I fall down because I'm not good at down, but I have to do my all means because down is where I will go and progress and go somewhere. So when I reached almost to finish, I stepped a stone. Oh, my leg was almost broken. Oh. So I saw like 500 meters. Oh, it is the finishing line. Now I, I was happy. Hi, I'm Martin Geffery, and I'll be your host today once again for the fourth stage of the 2022 Gold Trail Series podcast. Uh, this is the Cirzinel post-race episode, and man, it's a goodie. Last weekend, Tronda Fjord established itself as the most technical race in the series, and I am happy to report that for now we have the fastest race in the series. If you haven't followed the live, I really recommend you watch it on the replay on YouTube. Uh, I'll put it in the link in the show notes uh, because that was that was really something else. And uh, how about we just get started because there's a lot of uh, a lot of behind the scene informations, a lot of details, and interview with our top finishers. We've got a lot going on. Let's do this. So. Now, first, about the event, it was the first time since 2020 that the race was taking place on the same day for everyone. Uh, after two editions, a little bit scattered because of COVID, the, all the 6,100 participants covered the course on the same day, starting uh, as far as super early in the morning and then part of the different waves. You get two categories, the hikers and the runners, and there were 2,300 runners starting uh, over different waves on the day. And uh, if you thought that Swiss people were quiet, boy, think again. <laughs> the crowds were absolutely insane and stacked few rows deep on each side of every fan zones along the course, as well as obviously at the finish line in Zinal on what was a beautiful day in Val d'Anivier. So during the live coverage, we missed a little bit the first images uh, uh, at the start due to a technical problem, uh, but that was very quickly resolved. And as soon as we got the images again, in the front, we had a group of six people, including four Kenyans, Mark Kongogo, Patrick Kipengeno, Philman Kiriago, and Moses Bowen. The other two runners were Rémi Bonnet from Switzerland, who we talked uh, to in the pre-race podcast. He explained that he had trained specifically for this race for a while, and uh, he was really prepared to go hard in the first climb and had done uh, the specific training. And finally, our sixth runner in that pack was uh, the one we all expected, uh, Killian Jornet. He wasn't the lead group, but uh, we didn't see this during the live. But then we had images and comments from uh, other people who were on the course. He, he had several attack attempts to, and to try and take the lead. However, he couldn't quite back it up. And um, and so at the time, we didn't really know why. But stay tuned. Uh, we had the information and then we'll talk about this a little bit later. So basically... As soon as they hit Ponchette, uh, it was pretty much a one-man show all the way to, to the end in the lead of the men's race uh, with Mark Congogo. He was really, really strong on the ups, on the, the descents, and then on the flats. We, we've, uh, we've seen something happen, however, in the very later stages of the race. But again, we'll get back to this later. First, I'd like to uh, hear it straight from the champion himself, ladies and gentlemen. Here's an interview with our 2022 Cirzinal champion, Mark Congogo. 
So when I was in starting as starters, I get the time to stay at the front. I get good start. And then after there, I stay with people. I, I, I run with people until I finish the hill because it was very tough, very tough. So when we finish, I saw like uh, seven kilometers, six kilometers. Another slope there. I tried to push little bit because even me that that time I was very tired, but I maintained to see, let me see these guys, if they can follow me. I try to maintain, uh, to push, and then I maintain there. So I saw they, do, they don't follow me. And then from there, I go alone. And then when I reach like a 9K, second, second Kenyan camp to meet me. So I maintain my base, but I did not see when I leave with him again. And then I go alone until I finish the race. So it is, was my first time to run this race. So, and I say, this is co congratulation to me with my boss, Julian Mion. So I thank you because he made me today to be proud to want this race because he gave us a program in Kenya and we respect him. So it was very wonderful today to me to want this race. And, and tell us, um, what, what, what were you feeling um, when you were on the, the, the top of the hill? It's very steep and there were five of you. Yeah. How did you feel? I feel tired, but I try to maintain my pace. Yeah, because when I saw the hill, I reduced a little bit to make me to finish this hill. And then when I get the, at the flat, I can try, I try to push. When I get the hill, another one, I try to reduce. So I, it, it, it make me today to run good like this. And what happened when you, you fell over, when you, when you tripped? When I, I stepped the stone, the stone, it made me, and then I fell down. But I keep it up, I say, no, I will not work. Let me finish this race because already I fell down like one time, yeah, in the hills after hill. So it was very, a lot of the stones there. So when I fell down, I reduced a little bit. When I finished that one, the but almost went me to finish the race. I stepped the stone again. I stepped the stone. They make me almost like I need to fall down. So my leg now is very tough, but I try to maintain. As from there, I did not say I do not want to to reduce my base. I try. I reduce little bit. But when I get the, at the almost one kilometer to finish, I try now to see how I get the race. So it was not bad until I finished. And when you, what was it like at the finish? Yes, at the finish line, I saw many people cheers me. Oh, I say thank you, God. He made me today proud to want this race, to think I will, be, I will want this race. I say thank you, Lord. I try to maintain. I saw many people cheers me, cheers me. Oh, I say thank you. So when I was finishing the line, I fell down there because my leg is not wanted again to, to stand. I sit down there. And it was very, very wonderful to me today to want this race. So it was very happy to me. Yes. And um, have you done a lot of trail races before? Yeah, you know, when I was in the race for the last one, I seen this Corona come, I ran Moonstar. I got version three and then Corona came. I stay at to the last year we are in Ascalat. I ran there, I got version two because it was very tough because of the winter. 
and I never run with winter. So it was very tough to me in Ascalat race in Switzerland. So I'm so happy because I came again in Switzerland. And what, what did you think of the, the steep downhill? I know to run in the steep, but when I caught, uh, there is another place there, a lot of many corners. I try to maintain there to see, and then I cannot ma- to manage to, 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 I do not make to me to fall down. So I try to reduce my pace because it's a, a lot of tip. So when I reached almost to finish, I stepped the stone. Oh, my leg it was almost to broken. Oh, I reduced the base and then I maintain. So I saw almost uh, like 500 meters. Oh, it is the finishing line. Now I, I was happy because I got people cheering me, cheering me, cheering me. Oh, I saw it. It is me. No. Yeah, because I saw the back. I'm not seeing second one. I saw the people is coming. I don't know. It's already catch me or what? So when I finish, I do not when uh, at the crossing line to celebrate. I stay like two minutes. Oh, second he, he come, I saw it was very far. So I say thank you, God. I I could not believe it is me won this race today. Thank you. Pretty exciting to see his perception of the race and that the last downhill was actually experienced as the biggest struggle. Uh, but I still can't shake it how strong and smooth he looked on the uphills and the rudderable part of the course. Um, <clears throat> so that last and third section of the race from Nava to Zinal, known as the downhill part, was by far the most exciting part of the race uh, in, in the men's race with so many fights, in position, changes in positions, and uh, and even some crashes that we uh, caught live uh, on, on, uh, on the live coverage. So we saw Mark Kongogo fly down the hill at first, but then he really slowed down considerably. And we're like, oh, what's going on? Um, we didn't really understand what was going, what was happening. Uh, and, and now through his interview, we, we understood that actually he had stepped on the stone and he, he, he fell. So luckily he had enough of a lead to hold on to that first place despite uh, slowing down considerably and uh, scored a first place and finish in two hours 27 minutes and 31 seconds. But uh, if you've been uh, following Ciasina, if you're f- familiar with the course and, and how the race plays out, we always have strong comebacks in the later stages. And I recall uh, even last year, Robbie Simpson, who was 12th at Ponchette, managed to gradually move up the field and in that very last section, the downhill section, come back and score second place. It was a very similar scenario for Cesare Maestri, uh, who came in fi- and finished in third place. Well, this year was no difference, and the biggest comeback was even more impressive. Uh, if you didn't know this name yet, I'm sure now you, you know all about him. Um, coming from Spain, Andreu Blanes. Uh, we first met him in the Azores two years ago in 2020, uh, when he had come to the Gold Trail World Championships, the, the stage race to compete in the sprint segment. So in the Gong Trail Championships, we had the uphill segments, the downhill segments, and the sprint segments. And for each day, there were uh, specific awards and prize money offered uh, for all these segments, which is going to be the same again in the final this year in 2022 in Madeira. So Andre Ublanes has some very sick uh, PBs on the road, uh, starting with a 14.25 PB in, in a 5K, a 28.50 in a 10K, and a, and a one hour, two minutes and 40 seconds in a half marathon. So that shows how 
crazy fast of a runner he is on flat ground. But that being said, not all the fast runners can translate into uh, strength and uh, good performance in the mountains. We had Hassan Shadi, who's uh, a 208, I believe, like 208. Uh, I think I was corrected during the live uh, marathoner. Uh, and still, uh, that that was much, much harder uh, to run Sierzin out. Andreu had no issue with that because, because not only he can run fast on uh, flat, but he has a massive background in orienteering and he's competed in the World Orienteering Championships every year from 2011 to 2018 with several finishes in the top 10. So there we go. You, you mix a massive engine with um, orienteering skills, being able to lift the knees pretty high up. And we've seen a lot of orienteering uh, athletes do well at CSNL for that reason, because you're going uphill, so you have to lift your knees higher. And because those orienteering runners uh, run off trails, they have to constantly keep their knees up. So we had François Guenon, who had broken the, the French uh, fastest time uh, a few years back. And then it was Fred Tranchant, another orienteering runner who uh, broke that uh, French record since. Um, obviously, we all remember uh, Mark Lowenstein uh, from Switzerland who had won the race and uh, as well as Judith Vider. So, and, and those are the ones we know, but I'm 100% sure there's many other orienteering athletes who do really well at Cercina. So there we go. That that man, Andrew Blanes, I think we deserved uh, a little bit of attention and uh, for everyone to know his backstory. And uh, to wrap up uh, on him, it, it was actually interesting because he had ha- has what we call the long COVID. And we heard that he's been tr- struggling for a long time uh, in training to get back to proper shape. However, it seems like on the day he had fully recovered and scored an amazing second place in two hours, 29 and 19 seconds. In the third position, and after winning Tixans the weekend before, ahead of Kangogo, Patrick Kipengo scored a very strong third place in two hours, 29 and 35 seconds. And from what we've heard, it was also his first attempt ever at racing more than 30 kilometers. So uh, that shows, even though he, he slowed down maybe a little bit in the end, uh, that was the unknown for him. So I believe we, we can, should expect um, someone like Patrick Kipengo uh, to be uh, at other races and do extremely well in the future. In fourth place, Petro Mamou, after being passed in the last downhill by Kylian Jornet, we saw that in the images on the live, he actually managed to produce a final surge and overtook the Catalan runner who had cut his effort shortly before the finish line and therefore took fifth place within a second from fourth. We also heard later, and as well as I was telling you um, just a little bit before, uh, that Killian had actually cramps right from the start. And so that explained why he just couldn't quite back up his attacks on the first climb. But let's face it, like who in this field had actually run and won a 100-mile race up high at altitude against Francois Den uh, just uh, uh, three weeks before? Probably nobody in this field. However, however, kudos to everyone who actually showed up prepared on the day and delivered because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Then Philemon Kiriago came in sixth, Robert Penboy in seventh. Danny Ozans had a very strong race as well, scored a solid eighth place, followed by Rémi Bonnet in ninth and Robbie Simpson in tenth for his tenth participation at this legendary race. That's about it for the men's, but let's see what happened in the women's because the race was just as exciting. 
Moon Matisse uh, was leading the charge early on in the first climb all the way up to uh, to Ponchet because she knows her she still had Achilles problem and she had guesstimated that they would start hurting after the one hour mark. So having done 90% of her training in July on a bike, she also knew that in the last downhill, in the last descent, uh, it would probably be tough on her legs and uh, and breaking fibers, as you probably know, when you go from uh, mountain biking or road biking uh, to running downhill. It's such a different difference in impact that it actually trashes the legs even more. Uh, so right behind with the Kenyan runner Esther Chesong, and uh, wow, she was looking strong. So much so that actually when we got the images of the women's in Pongshet, Esther had even taken over uh, Maud Matisse and she had taken the lead. Uh, in second place was therefore Maud, who had fallen back one spot, and just behind another Kenyan runner, Fidiaris Kisang. So then the, the course kept going in a very similar fashion in ranking from Chandelin all the way to Hotel Weisshorn in that kind of climbs and then undulating and then a little bit of a descent. Uh, so no, nothing changed much in the women's field, but uh, at Hotel Weisshorn, at this point, everything was still possible for Esther because um, she was. we still believed she was on her way to breaking the course record because she was still at the time 90 seconds down on Mode's split from 2019 when she established the uh, course record. So let's hear it from Esther because she has a really cool story and really uh, interesting uh, details to share with us all through an interview. Let's hear it. So first, congratulations. Thank you. It was a very nice win. Um, how do you feel right now? Uh, I'm so happy. I appreciate all support that Teres has put in place and I am happy. Yeah. And um, how did you feel being faster than Maud Matisse here in Switzerland? Because Maud, the second uh, runner, she is from Switzerland and you were faster. How, how does it feel? Uh, I feel very happy, though I don't know how she feels, but I feel so happy because it is my first mountain race yeah, here in Switzerland and anywhere else. Did you, um, did you have a strategy? Did you think, okay, I go a bit uh, calm in the up, then fast, fast in the flat, or just fast all the time? In my training, I usually like uh, up, yeah, then down, but yeah, yeah, it is up is where I am strong, and then I have to <laughs> to do something in flat course, yeah, and uh, down. Do you like the downhill too? Uh, not really, but I have to because this is the race, you have to do something. So, uh, to come here, you were selling the, the bracelets? Yes, this bracelet, I was to sell this bracelet uh, from the people of the Spain. So to have a ticket to come here in Switzerland to compete my first mountain race here in Switzerland. So and this one, I am so happy for him. I'm happy for those who supported me to buy these solidarity bracelets to come here in Switzerland. How many bracelets did you did you make? In total, 
Uh, the presets is 100 uh -huh. in total, but each will sell at 20 euros. And you sold everything? All the bracelet, all hundred, the gone? Yes, so this uh, support for around the world also makes me so happy to do something because when people give you support, you have also to do something for them. During the race, did you um, get motivation to go faster thinking about uh, the support? Uh, at some point, I have to think it, but this is race. You have to focus everything. You have to leave everything outside and then focus on one thing. So I was to think a bit, we are jogging, before race starts, I was to think about it. But now, after the race is going, no more. So we, we will talk about the race. So can you tell us how, how was the first part of the race uh, for you? And when the race starts, we climb up. Everything is always up for so long time because this is my first time. So I was to say, oh, how, how long this up will go? But I have to do it. So I go and then the ups is so hard. But I say... I have to do it because I have a challenge of going down. Yes. After the up, it goes up and then a bit flat. It's like this. Yes. Um, on that part, did you feel strong after the long up? Yeah, I was told by some colleagues that I was in uh, inside good time at some point because the everything is always changed. Up is finished, so there changed. So I was to do something to work to put more effort. The legs felt good because the the fatigue for up reduced. So I have to go. And can you talk to us about the down? Uh, down is a bit challenging. That's where I got my... I fall down because I'm not good at down. But I have to do my all means to go down. Because down is where I will go and progress and go somewhere. And go and see finishing. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. How refreshing is it to, to hear such raw joy and passion in, uh, in the native athletes? Personally, she kind of reminds me of Mira Rai from Nepal uh, when she first entered the international trail running scene with bliss, innocence, but an incredible level. So, uh, so we can still wonder, however, what kind of support these athletes are getting from their sponsors if they still have to craft bracelets to be able to finance their trip to international races. So... Um, I don't know. I can only hope uh, that this this will be corrected soon and these athletes will be able to compete without having to worry about um, about the money considering the performance they're able to provide. Uh, now, meanwhile, entering this last section of the race, again, from Nava to the finish, Esther's lead had plummeted and she was now running slower than the course record split, but still managing to hold back Maud Matisse. But for how long? Because in that section... We didn't see uh, many people overtaking uh, each other in the females' field uh, compared to the men's field. 
Uh, but we were certainly holding our breath because Wood Matisse was certainly creeping up on Esther Chesong, getting as close as 15 seconds uh, away from her until she seemingly gave up the chase because it, I, we're not sure here. We didn't have the images the whole time, but maybe she fell uh, or or uh, or cramped uh, or, or perhaps realized that it, there was just too little distance left to try and catch Esther. So in the end, we saw a very solid and enthusiastic Esther Chesong take the win in the women's field in two hours, 52 minutes and one second, followed by Maud Matisse in two hours, 52.32, and Filiaris Kisong in 2.58 flat. Following these uh, three uh, champions, these top three, we have Teresia Omusa currently leading the World Mountain Running Championships in fourth. She was followed by Sarah McCormack in fifth. Uh, very, very good performance from Bailey Kowalsik in sixth. Uh, seventh, the three-time CSNL champion Lucy Murigi, then followed by Nuria Jill in eighth. Overall current leader of the Gold Trail World Series, Sarah Alonso in ninth. And in tenth, Tabor Shaw. And just like that, that's it for the women. And that's it for this episode. It's a wrap. Thank you so much again for listening to the CSDNAL post-race episode, and I really hope you learned a thing or two. If you've enjoyed this episode, do yourself a favor and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episode. You can also tell your friends about it, because the more listeners we have, the more content we'll be able to create for you all. And if you have something to share with us, just drop us a line, send us a message on social media, we'd love to hear from you. I am still your host, Martin Gafuri. You are still awesome. And until next time, see ya.